Welcome to Adults Only Comedy Berlin. Today we have Adam Shaw. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Very coy. You know why it's Adam Shaw and not Adam Margulies anymore? No. Because I did a song about Al Qaeda, and then all of a sudden uh, we did it outside at uh, Bada House, mm -hmm. and there were a few gentlemen th there that were very unhappy. They were walking by, and they were very unhappy, and a bunch of them started following my personal Facebook page. Ooh. So I changed my. <laughs> Oh shit! And uh, no yeah, 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 because, yeah. Because, because people get sensitive. Name. Yeah, because people get sensitive about, you know, Al -Qaeda. Their religion and stuff. But Al Qaeda is not a religion. It's no, just... but it's you know they don't accept Presbyterians generally speaking. Al Qaeda. No, but uh, they definitely don't accept Jews. You know what I mean? So. Oh wow! I remember the police coming one time at Butter House, but I think that would be unrelated. I think that, no, it was. Uh, uh, like, would no. someone call the police on a comedy show because they're singing about Al Qaeda? No, it wasn't us for the police. Okay. I mean, there was a one time a police did shut down the show when we were there. Maybe it was the same night, but but I think that was because of volume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tyrone can get pretty loud. Yeah, we can all. But Tyrone. The Tyrone is extremely. Ah, it's pretty. Yeah, he's, he's pretty his voice intense. projection is impressive. It is, especially for someone with asthma. Right, it's and who? Impressive. But he stopped smoking weed. Okay, let's not talk about Tyrone. <laughs> who? who? I, I don't know. know. I don't know. I don't know who you're talking about. I Am don't I know. Still holding this right, I think. I think yeah. Maybe getting a little. Maybe, I'm just gonna turn up your gain so that okay. you can keep it where it is, and then um, and then whatever happens happens. Um, okay, cool. Uh, so yes, a, a, a brief intro. You sing songs under the name of the the, the two Jews. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we don't have your second Jew with you today. I keep him in the bag, whatever, because <laughs> he doesn't speak English so well, so it's not really good to have him around in these things. He's not very talkative. I swear, I knew him for a year and a half, and he really just says, oh, really? Oh, really? That's what he says. That's wow, really? Yeah, Eyal, Eyal and Adam, the two Jews. Yeah, he's, he's got a great, he's got great presence. He does? I think he's got great presence. What do you think is great about his presence? He's got, there's something very calm. And considered about Eyal, and um, he, uh, yeah, he's open to. There's an openness to him, I think. Openness. He's very accepting. It's mm. true. He is open. Right. Calm. Yeah, he's very calm. I think he's. You know, it's interesting because uh, we have very different energies, Eyal and yes. I. Yes. And uh, like I, you, you look. You see. I feel like we all know that you have a short temper. I do have a pretty. I mean, I'm a very. Emotionally I, expressive. I'm a, I do have a short temper, mm -hmm. but I'm also quick to calm down, mm. and I'm not. I'm. I, I really don't care about a lot of things, especially the things I lose my temper about. It's like eh, whatever. But Ayal, yeah, uh, Ayal yeah, never loses his temper, and uh, it's really funny to see aggressive people around Ayal. I know that we're talking about him; he's not here, but yeah. Uh, but feels, uh, it just it feels, feels right. Yeah, Ayal like, <laughs> is a very uh, diminutive beautiful soul and um he plays the guitar perfectly it's very funny yeah. and it's great because he was in the army he was in the israeli army and he saw some shit you know as one in the army mm -hmm. sees and uh, any active army and it's amazing to see him like we did this one show where the sound guy was really aggressive oh yeah and the sound guy was about was a big guy you know and uh he starts you know kind of getting in al's face and my face about something and about whatever we relate doesn't matter and and you just see Ayal shut him down with silence no. and it's just like looking at him and not responding and being calm and not responding 
And by the after thirty seconds, the guy was apologizing to us. It wow. was amazing to see. I was like, "Wow, that's a that's a good partner to have." That's yeah. If we if you know if he his body didn't gross me out, I would totally. If <laughs> his body didn't gross. Well, you he's out. got a dick, and that's gross to me. <laughs> okay, you know I mean? yeah, yeah, the penis thing. Yeah, if a you're heterosexual, I mean, but I but I'm in love with him. Is where he's, he's Oh, that's lover. so beautiful. I I don't really feel like that about anyone that I know. No, you never really had a writing partner or something like that. No, like I've, I've I've had writing partners, but like, um, yeah, no, 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 I don't. I have there aren't many people that I have worked really closely with that I feel like ah, like the closest maybe that I've worked with is um, Alex Upatov. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like we started writing a, a, a comedic porn um, audio play during audio the play. pandemic. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, because you, you you said nice things about my voice before we started recording. Well, it's it's very it's a very sexual sound, very bedroom voice. Uh, yeah. Hi, I'm Anna. It's good to see you. How's it going? <laughs> Fuck me in the ass. Uh, you know, whatever it is, it's, you know. That's all I say in the bedroom. You're right. Um, no, I, I've never been there. I've never been invited. It's the first <laughs> no. time on the podcast. I mean, God, I don't know what happens <laughs> the second time, but I hope it doesn't happen at the wall. We're in the wall comedy club. We're at the wall comedy club. Yeah, I I like recording at the wall uh, because it's not in my house. Thing is, from my from my kitchen, you can see my bed, so it is like, I don't know, it's a different dynamic, you know. Sure. So I like the wall, but also it's like less far for people to travel. But so my voice, uh, that's that's you almost make it sound like having a deep male voice as a woman is sexual. Which goes against well, the whole. Well, you think about it, the, the whole husky kind of sound and voices. Like, I mean, even though Marilyn Monroe had a higher sound, she was still talking with this, this kind of pre orgasmic kind of yes, yeah, you know, kind of mm. thing. But Marlena Dietrich and all those all those old ladies from the you know twenties, thirties, forties, they all had these kind of lower voices. It's mm. not until recently that you had this kind of cute girl voices was found sexy. It's never it was it's never been sexy. Yeah, no, you know. No, unless they're like actual twelve-year-olds, you know. Then it's like, well, mm. not not to me, but maybe Rob. <laughs> know, Another, Another. Well, they're certainly not girls. Not <laughs> girls, dude. Not girls. <laughs> yeah, but Alex Upatov also has. He's been told on numerous occasions that he's got a very like. He's got a very low voice. Yeah, he does have a low yeah, voice. Yeah, it's very low. And so, like, because we did a podcast your voice is lower than mine. Yeah, my voice is lower than yours. I love um, it when men can admit that. Like the number wow. of times I'm like, my voice is lower than yours, and they're like, no, it's not. It's like, but what's Dude. what's so interesting is that you were singing before, and yeah. you were singing in your head voice, yeah. and it was very nice, beautiful soprano sound. You know, thing judging by your by your chest resonance, mm. I would guess you're some sort of alto or mezzo soprano, but that's not at all that. It's just too many cigarettes, <laughs> booze, and whatever the fuck you do. You know. I have, Lowered your voice into Low. this. No, I don't think. I don't. Th- can cigarettes really permanently lower your voice? Yeah. Really? I mean, yeah. The, when there are people that sound hoarse after many years of smoking, it really changes uh, your, your it does. quality of sound. Yeah, yeah. It does. Okay. Yeah. And also, not only that, but like just using your voice will lower your voice. Getting older lowers your voice. Seriously, like you've been doing comedy for like five years now, yeah. and so you're on stage and you use your voice aggressively and your voice mm. and a lot all night, and you're in bars and whatever. Then and that that tends to thicken the musculature around your vocal cords. And mm. okay, clarify a clarification for everybody. Um, uh, Adam is an opera singer. Um, oh. yeah. You want to give us a little something? No, I'm gonna ruin it. <laughs> Want a perfect body? No, I can't. I can't. We, you we came have... in singing "Creep" by Radiohead. It's like the, all the it's fucking the, songs. It's the loser anthem. You know what I mean? That's that's what we got. 
I literally I wake up in the morning and say, like, I want a perfect body. Want a perfect soul. I want you to notice when I'm not around. That is such a sad lyric. Jesus. But it's so true though. Like everybody feels like they want to have I I want to have control. I don't care if it hurts. Uh, I want you to notice when I'm not around. You're so fucking special. I wish I was special. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it's just this every every I'm telling you every at least every white guy feels that. Yeah, I think everybody. Yeah, we all want that. I suppose I'd like to think that we can be more present and just be present and not be thinking about the people that are not there, including like thinking about people that we're not around, thinking about what they're thinking about, about us, you know, mm-hmm. like Jesus, but we get into our heads. Well, that's why we do what we do. Is it? I think stand-up comedy. Well, yeah. What's I the... mean, the reason people are drawn to it. Is, I mean, I suppose there are many reasons, but I think that the. Drawn to doing it or drawn to consuming it? Drawn to doing it. Mm-hmm. You think the logic? Just the, the, you know, being approved of and loved and applauded and, so you, know, you know, there's nothing more authentic than a real laugh. Yeah, you know, people can tell you they like you and love you all you want, but when you get them to laugh, mm-hmm. you're in control of their emotions about you. Yes, you know what I mean. It's it's a huge power thing. Yes, you know, it is a power thing. I do like it. The thing you're is, fucking I, them in the brain. You're fucking them, yeah. In, you're psychologically penetrating their psyche. Yeah. with your mind cock. You're making them come with your right. Yeah, you're uncovering the taboo in their mind. Mm-hmm. And and then they laugh from the te- the uncovering, yeah, because they're embarrassed and they're scared. Actually, the interesting thing about the different there's no difference if you talk, look at chimps. You know, there's no difference between their laughter and their scream. It's identical. I've been thinking about that. Like I had this thought when I was writing. I was I was trying to write it into something, but it was just an observation that like crying and laughter. Are like, like like screaming and laughter are so close just like you know coming uh yeah like coming and uh and like screaming out of pain sure. so close so like close. all like the that line between the pleasure and the pain and good and bad it's like it's it's that line that's it's identical there's yeah. no difference yeah and actually when you know when i first started doing comedy i understood that like getting so, an audience to a place that's really uncomfortable mm. You're actually very close to getting them to a place to laugh. Yes. It's like you're just a millimeter away from like pushing them over the laughter edge. And yeah. it's just finding that. But a lot of times it's just like, oh, I'm just bumming you guys out. <laughs> you know? I love how I like I can completely I can completely relate to how you're describing the the discomfort to laughter level. A lot of comedians don't operate like you and I. Mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't think I actively try to like I actively make the try to make the audience uncomfortable but I think that's what I find funny like Mm. it's that tipping point sure um and I've realized that more and more like I didn't I wasn't conscious of my joy in discomfort Mm -hmm. until like maybe the last couple of years but yeah you and I both do that thing of pushing pushing to this like this crazy you know it's it's like there are all sorts of there are all sorts of accepted like I think ideas that people have about society and the way it works and things and and they never really think about it from any other way and then when you you know you really make uh, you really make fun of you know, sacred the profane profane mm-hmm. the sacred or whatever it is for mm-hmm. people and they get really uncomfortable with it but if you just take them a little bit further and let them know it's safe they'll laugh yeah you know? yeah totally totally I'm just yeah, just saying the things that yeah, just I don't know. I um, I really enjoy. I don't I, yeah. Some people are like oh, you don't have to always be so uncomfortable, and it's like 
but that that is my joy like that is where my humor sits for sure it's definitely like uh, there are people that can joke about you know nothing yeah and, and it works for them yeah and uh, uh and but yeah i find that those kind of comics they don't ever really get those belly laughs you know you get those kind of head laughs and like mm-hmm. you know but then again I'm a comic and I hang out around comics so like an audience sometimes they just want to have a silly time yeah you know? they just want to have some uncomplicated unchallenging you know they don't want to light hear, laughs yeah, they don't want to hear about you know Jesus and Nazis and the Holocaust and yeah or about my vagina and my well, vagina and my vagina well I've talked about your vagina plenty of times <laughs> And my penis. And your penis. But never together. It's never no, happened. Ne- not together. Not I, highly unlikely. The twain shan't sh- sh- mate. No, I don't think so. <laughs> Probably not. Unless we, you know, do a split bill sometime or I don't know. Well, is this recording? This is recording. <laughs> my wife is uh, going to watch this. So a, split bill. <laughs> a split bill. Like a split bill where we share bill. one guy called Bill. <laughs> Have, okay, let's go. Let's go there. Let's go there. Let's do it. Have you? Have you? Yes. <laughs> have you had sex with men? No, I never had sex with a guy. Have you been close to like another man's penis? Never. When, when it's hard, never. Never. Not when it's hard. Not when it's soft. Really? Never. Never oh. been close to a guy's cock. I'm grossed out by it. Just the thought. I can't even do martial arts. Yeah, I like how that's the that's well. The, the thing is that I every, can't even do martial arts. I just so don't like the smell of other people. I just can't like I want get close to people. I, I like smell that. I'm like, oh, get away, you know. Interesting, it but is. you said your wife sweats a lot, or is it your you? Yeah, your wife sweats a lot. Sure, you don't. A, your child, your son sweats a lot. Yeah, they're the, my my wife is Colombian. My son is half Colombian. They they get there. They get yeah. there. They get sweaty and funky. And I sweat a lot. You do you do? think people from the Middle East sweat less? Well, I'm Polish, you know. It's not okay. like, but I mean, but, but well, you grew, you were in kindergarten in Israel, no? Yeah, I was born in Israel. And my parents were born in Israel, but like their genetics are all uh, Eastern European, you know. Because I, I, I don't got, think there was any mix. Like I'm like 100. No. percent You're 100 Polish. Ashkenazi. Ashkenazi you know? Jews. Yeah, okay. No, I don't I've know. never slept with a man, with 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 a man, <laughs> with or a any, man, any man. <laughs> I I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't even mind sleeping with a, a transgender person, mm-hmm. the uh, like a, a lady with a penis. Yeah, yeah. I want to do that at one point. I like because uh, I, I wouldn't even mind sleeping with a man, but uh, I just haven't found myself in that direction ever. You're not opposed to it. You just never been. Uh, it, it's never been appealing. Let's You've never met one that you're That's, like. Mm. Listen, I, I hung. I was in the opera world for twenty years, and there are a lot of gay men in the opera world. And one of my good friends, Carlos, is from Puerto Rico. He's was, uh, and he he's he was like he is, I guess, fifteen or twenty years older than me, and I was mm-hmm. twenty years old at the time. And I I felt comfortable enough to ask him, but like, what? How do you? What's the deal? Because he's gay. How how does it work that you know? Was it with him? It was with him. And that's how I lost my... No. And uh, <laughs> and so I asked him. He said, well, it wasn't with Carlos. It was Sorab, a different gay guy. Uh-huh. Anyway, I, I asked him, like, what's the... How do you... He's like, well, you see that girl over there? I said, yeah. You think she's hot? You want to fuck her? I said, absolutely. She's like, that guy next to her? I want to fuck him. Yeah. And that's how he explained gay people to me. Okay. And, and that just made perfect sense to me. I never looked at a guy and wanted to fuck him. Yeah. Yeah, there's only been a couple of women in my life, like I'd say maybe a handful, um, that I've looked at and been like, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna rub my naked body against that her sure. naked body, and 
make her you know give her give her pleasure yeah but the I don't I mean and I, that's a very masculine take for me as well even just saying it like I don't see a guy and I'm like I want to give him pleasure I'm like I want to have pleasure with him sure but when I see a woman that I'm interested in fucking it's like I definitely feel more of the man yes you're like I want to fuck you know with a low voice I want to fuck yeah, her give me that give me that pussy um, give me that pussy um, no and, that, and then but you know you see, I see plenty of women that I you know, I don't think that'll ever go away, unfortunately, where you see women... Wanting to fuck women. Oh, my God. It's oh, no. torture. Just because you're married or in a relationship doesn't mean, yeah, you stop And But at a certain point, you're like, just let me think about something else. Like, I'm in the middle of a thought process here, mm. and I'm walking down the street, and there's a gorgeous pair of tits, and I'm stuck. It's over. I lose my train of thought, I've, and it's over. I've been, I've been single now. Like, I haven't had a long... A relationship longer than two months. For how long? For, uh, like, two years. So my last relationship ended. And do you go from relationship to relationship or do you take time off? So from 18, the age of 18 to 32, I was constantly in long-term relationships and cumulatively I had six months where I was single. I think even that's generous. So I pretty much went relationship end one month, two months into another one relationship end one month. Yeah. And, um, and so then from when I was 32, I think my last relationship that was like, it was about two years. It was a lot of, it was very rocky, but it really ended at the start of 2019. Like mm. really cut it off. And then since then I've, I've only had like, yeah, two months here, six weeks here, two months. What there, happens six though? You get here. to two months and then what happens? Well, usually I get to four weeks and I'm like, mm, this isn't, this isn't healthy for me or for them or which you know, part? Both. What, like, is there a pattern or it's just different every time? It's different every time. It's usually like, um, like I, I'm, I'm not attracted to them anymore, mm. or uh, I can see that they have behaviors that are really unhealthy for me. Um, that I, I can't be around. Oh, I can see that there's this sort of we have different like uh, dependency things it's like oof they you know lifestyle differences that can't you know and expectations around lifestyle things they're like dumb that. are they ever dumb you ever um, like oh fuck you're an idiot Does oof, that ever happen to you um emotionally dumb mm. yes um so like even like i've got a joke but it's not a joke it's just a fact i've had three exes um threaten suicide after i've left them uh one really tried uh one it was just it was just false like like empty threats and then one didn't but then three years later um succeeded uh, after another uh, breakup with a girlfriend almost but then uh this one guy i was seeing middle of last year uh we were seeing each other for six weeks i realized he had serious drug dependency issues wasn't interested in talking about like, the, like working with it talking through seeing getting some kind of moderation into his life and then one night we were talking and he just behaved super badly and then he threatened suicide when I was going, when I was saying, I'm going to go home for the night. That's the most, sorry, that's the most narcissistic thing you could totally. do. Totally. It's like, I'm going to control you. I'm going to do whatever I can do totally. to control you. And this motherfucker already knew about my history. So for him to do that, for him to pull that shit, it's like, dude, you know about my history with my exes. You know how I've had to go through therapy. You know how, how I hate the word triggering, but how not, like, not okay that is for me with you to throw that at me with my what you know where is your empathy um but that's don't you think it's weird that that's happening so many times that's yeah. never happened to me yeah it's weird but, well i mean i haven't been with that many guys i've been with a lot of guys maybe it's just a numbers game you know you just need to be with more right 
but so like that I would say is like emotional stupidity, right? Okay, sure. To do that, it's like if you want to, if you want this pussy, don't threaten suicide. You know that that's immediately. Well, the, and and that's the thing. Like that's a. That's that's a game over. That's it's like a game over. that's like calling your aunt a Nazi. That's like, you know, like I'm just not gonna talk to you. It's like saying your mom should die, and it's like I've got a good relationship with her. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like right. she's great, yeah. but it's like um, yeah. So I've had that kind of stupid stupidity. But basically, what I like, I bring up this this thing of like, so now I'm 35. It's almost three years where yeah almost yeah about three years where i have not had a monogamous thing so like for example the other week i was at a i was at a i was at a lake with a guy that i was i'm i'm seeing or have been seeing whatever with a guy and you know we're together as like in a kind of a coupley way and we're walking along and we're talking about some stuff and then i look over and there's like these two guys setting up a dj booth and I just, I zoned out completely in the conversation. It was just like, Anna, <laughs> what do you think of them, huh? Like, you want to you wanna go over and talk? I was so well, unaware. Here's a, here's a big problem. And you've been doing comedy five years, right? Yeah. It's gotten harder to date over the last five years, hasn't it? The pandemic changed things a lot. Pandemic, for sure. The pandemic, right. I think, like, I went sober during the, the first year of the pandemic, which changed things. But then it was also the fucking pandemic. Like, there sure. was there was a lot of things changed. And then the year after, it was everybody rebounding from the pandemic, which meant everyone was just like, life, no commitment, doing everything, right? But I, I just think it's hard. This year. Tell me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. Okay, finish. This but year. this year, but this year, I think people, I think people are also still um, healing from the uh, traumas of the first year of pandemic, and then their rebound from the pandemic year. So I think 21, uh, 2020 and twenty twenty one were really. Um, I think this year everyone's trying to get their shit back together because it's it was so much trauma, and I think now people, from what I'm seeing now, people are looking to looking for that next like they're they're re-stabilizing well that's here, my theory here is not that you asked me but here's what I think mm. men what What do you think Adam okay. I would like to know sure men for all their tough talk and all their bullshit they're little bitches right they can't handle tough women now here, here's the thing um, generally men need to feel like their egos are generally speaking especially the younger ones they need to feel loved and good about themselves and feel like the person that they're with is treating them like men like they're worthy like they're valid there's a huge part of our society that says that man has to be valid and actually it has a lot to and i came to this theory actually by teaching singing of all things but mm-hmm. that doesn't matter so much now there are a lot of female comics that I have this problem that they can't find guys to date because they're much more, for lack of a better term, manly. They're they're like, you know, I, I see no difference between you and whatever, any other comic. For me, mm-hmm. you're not a woman or a man, you're just a comic, right? Yeah. So, I mean, you're a woman, but because it's obvious. That's, yeah. But uh, I think that it's a lot. It's a lot harder for guys to deal with a girl that's gonna fucking fight you back, and have opinions about everything, and talk about everything, and make fun of you. And men aren't used to it. And I knew, for example, I, I when I was twenty seven, I, I had been like I was going also relationship relationship, and I was like, all right, it's time. Like I wanted to have a real relationship, so I understood that uh, it's a numbers game. 
Mm-hmm. And at that time, there hadn't been any Tinder. Uh, there were no even real smartphones. It was 10 years ago. So there were smartphones, but all the apps were really new. Yep. So, but I started with like OkCupid. Mm-hmm. And the one I really did was uh, Plenty of Fish. And I realized the more I date, the quicker I'll find mm-hmm. someone. So I, I think I did in like six months, I think I did like 100 dates. Wow. Okay. And I just, and I found the, the way to get dates online. Like I know how to do it right away. Okay. And as a guy. And, uh, and I don't know about the world today, but back then I was able to do it. Mm-hmm. And then that's how I found Lola, my wife. And the interesting thing was she was the first one that I wasn't bored with. And I'm still not bored with. Mm-hmm. Like it's always interesting. It's a pain in the ass. Mm-hmm. It's always arguing, but it's always interesting. Yeah. It's always funny. It's always, you know, the, it's, there's always a different take. She always thinks differently than I think about something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so... And, and so it led me to want to keep having the conversation. But how many times do you sit with a guy and you tell a joke and they don't get it? Oof. It's torture. And you're like, ah, I'm done with this guy. Oof, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, doing the, I'm doing the numbers game. I, like, I'm not a big fan of, the, of apps. I'm still on them. And I'll occasionally have a date. And every time I have a date, like maybe once every two weeks, I'll have a date. Which is actually pretty good numbers. And then I meet a lot of people organically. Um, at bars, at clubs, uh, friends of friends, uh, random, random stuff. But, um, but always like always the, the people from online stuff, there's no chemistry. There's one guy that I still see mm-hmm. that I've got chemistry with, but we both know that we're not the one for each other, but the sex is fun. But do you want, uh, you want a relationship and a family? And- I want a relationship. I want a family. Right. Yes. And so that's what I'm currently, and the issue with the, um, the organic like meetings is that they are usually too young. Too young. Too young. So I, I, the, the people that come to me and that I'm drawn to are currently like averaging around 25. Right. So when I was 25, mm-hmm. I, I had a, like a, like a six months relationship with a 35 year old woman mm-hmm. and she was gorgeous and sweet, mm-hmm. but I didn't know how to handle the conversation where I mm-hmm. thought to myself like, oh fuck, she's going to want commitment. Mm-hmm. And she's gonna want to have kids soon, and mm-hmm. I don't want that. Not, w- not also not with her, but also I'm not ready for that, etc. Yeah. And I just ignored it and didn't know how to talk about it, and then I basically ended the relationship without ever. But I don't know. Maybe she didn't want that. Yeah. So totally. a lot of times it's like maybe they just have no idea how to handle it because they're idiots. Maybe. They're young. Maybe I usually you know? end the things because like the the last twenty five year old that I ended it with it was. He was just like, just started his, his bachelor, which is fine, but he started late because of, you know, he came from Iran and he had like all of these other things going on. And you look like I, I ended up because it was like, dude, you've got three years before you even finish your bachelor and three years, like I want to have tried to have a kid sure. if I'm with the right person, sure. obviously. And it was just like, look, you were such a lovely person, but like, and you're, you know, you, and how yeah. do you feel about older? Pardon. Older, older. I'm open to. I just don't seem to meet the. There's like a one. There's one guy that I've met, who's 37, and like I would, in a heartbeat. Like if we we dated for a little while, um, if things worked that way, then yes. And then there's another guy that I know that's 33, but he needs to get his shit together, and uh, and maybe that'll happen in the next few months, and then maybe we can have a relationship. But, but I'm like, talking about like 50, 55, no, 60. No, 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 I'm too not. Too old. That's too old. You that's, don't want a divorcee. You don't want someone with two kids. Nope. Okay. Well, divorce. Uh, if if they're really like if they've done if they're the very work, wealthy. No, if they've done like if they're um, if they're energetic, sure. I need energetic. I need someone who's 
um, quite uh, philosophically like aligned with me and older generations. And also it's just like the older they get, the more baggage they have and they might not have processed it. Sure. Whereas, you know, um, my age or a bit younger, there's a that, that newer generation has a different openness to therapy or to um just like self-awareness what happens when people find when men find out you're a comic um they usually know pretty early on uh i usually tell them very early on why because it's what forms my daily life mm. and so it's like dude i i do shows every night like what right. do you i'm a comedian i do shows every night i I bear everything that's in my mind on stage. But then they try and be funny with you. And it's always um, a failure. Not always. They not don't always. always they don't always try and they don't always fail when they do try. Um, but yeah, like like what like a guy that I'm seeing, he like he's just he's got a very different sense of humor and he laughs at my jo- basically I just I just you know, if they're not threatened by the comedian thing, they like the good ones are interested and not wanting to start comedy themselves. Sure. Um, they're interested and they see it as this whole different um, sphere of the arts that uh, they don't know about. And um, they are impressed by the balls. And uh, yeah. And Do I'm they not... come to your shows? Yeah. Actually, this, this one person has come to two of my shows, stayed the whole time, had insightful sort of comments afterwards. Not about like, but like about like, you know, oh, the audience really like, that was a great joke that you did. Yeah. And they just didn't like, that wasn't, you know, and that's a good like, audience. That's, yeah. <laughs> but also like, you know, they just don't understand you. You're so smart. <laughs> You're too smart for them. That's why like, they don't get you. Yeah. Or like, or like an insight, like they were really closing up with that other comedian's sexual jokes yeah. and they closed up with yours too. So, yeah. you know, it's just that audience. It wasn't your jokes. Your jokes were really good or no, not all just like ass kissing stuff, but like, yeah, this person was really engaged in the whole and and curious about how it all works and and that's the best case scenario that they're interested supportive uh like they don't need to be impressed but they need to like what i'm doing you know it's so important with comics because i think first of all it's i can totally see how enticing it is for comics to date other comics Mm. because it's so easy to understand yeah. You know, like I walk around and I, you know, I'm, I I call myself a cunt and a piece of shit and I, I say terrible things about myself, yeah. about people around me, but it's all joking and good fun or whatever, Absolutely. but other people aren't able to process it. Yes. And so it's so easy to do that with a comedy. That's why I, I, I was talking to Abby the other day and I was telling her, you need to either date a fireman or someone that works in a kitchen. Those are the people... <laughs> Because they constantly give each other shit. shit. Exactly. Right? Like comics. It's yeah. a super like fuck you kind of putting other people down schoolyard kind of mentality that yeah. all comics have. Yeah. Or should have, I think. Or, or yeah. Know. And if they don't, then they're, they're having a hard time. You know what I mean? <laughs> I think my, my, my own guiding force, whenever I find myself getting offended about something, it's like, look, you're a comic. You gave up your offense card. Totally. You don't have it anymore. If something offends you... How interesting. Think about it. Like, why is this offensive to me? Why should it be? Why, you know what I it's, mean? It's, yeah. If, if you're offended, then that's uh, it's fascinating. And if you've, you're offended and you feel you can't fight back in that moment sure. or like say something in that moment, that's real. That's a real moment for reflection. And that's, sure. that's super interesting. But yeah, you need um, like we need we need to be around people. So I guess your wife is like this where you, we can 
you know, throw, it's not about being callous and offending everybody, but that's part of the humor sometimes. Like, you know, if you're a host, for example, you're, you're constantly having little digs at people. Sure. And so, you know, but our actually friends my, need my to wife and I that. almost never make fun of each other, for example. Mm. Um, and it, it's not a comedic relationship mm. in that sense though we laugh a lot, but we always sort of challenge well she's always challenging me about if i say something it's there's well well why do you think that or why is yep. it like this or why isn't it like that and so there's a, always a sparring or a kind of debate mm-hmm. even though it's not necessarily humor based no there's a, w- with yeah. comics it's more like like i'm going to get the point i'm going to get the laugh i'm going to yeah, i'm going to yeah. be the big guy and get yeah. the laugh and whatever and i think that there can be a bit of um a danger in uh, comedians dating comedians and like i've had some comedian uh, relationships and um and that little thing of like 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 fucking with each other sure. can become a bit toxic it's terrible so, a, like a, rel- a relatively recent one it was yeah it was like this it's like when are they really having um like like uh, making a criticizing your comedy skills and when is it just like a silly joke you know sure. like oh wow like that you know did that but they did they really like it and it's like fuck you man like it, it can yeah there's always that ingrained competition sense so like yes. when you're doing the hang after the show it's easy to tease but then you don't have to go home and fuck that person you know what i mean so <clears> yes like... and so when you are going home and fucking that person after you've been in this group dynamic of teasing it's like, it's like did you really mean that did you like you really think that those that those were pity laughs or, or then you have this this ironic it's like yeah nice ass you're like wait are you serious or like what's are exactly. You fucking with me. Like, yeah, like, like, oh, you think I've got pretty dresses? Uh, what do you mean? Like, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. It can be. So, mm, yeah, I'm not I, sure. I tell you what, I'm. But it is I'm nice in lying in bed talking comedy shit as is well. It? Oh, it is. It is very fun analyzing yeah. how the show went. Or I just what, do that to myself. <laughs> it is. It's nice in bed though. It can be. What were we gonna say? I interrupted. No, well, uh, what was I gonna say? doesn't matter i forgot oh uh, shit shit, yeah, shit it happens it, it does happen you know, what are you gonna do you're what, just, are you gonna, what are you gonna do yeah. what are you gonna do no i'm trying so hard to remember but it doesn't no, come it back. doesn't work like that no it's no no like... but yeah look i'm not i i would really prefer to um have a relationship like I, the ideal is just that someone who gets that i'm who really the big thing is just someone that accepts that i am doing shows five nights a week minimum like like sure. it'll be five nights a week and and hopefully i can take two nights off a week but probably realistically it yes. will be one that i'll be like we do something tonight together special yeah. you know look what and I, then what, earlier nights what, you know I, right now my wife is at home with our kid she works during the day mm-hmm. and i'm i work at night mm-hmm. um and that's what we call it we're yeah. like uh, uh, daddy has to go to work you know yeah and uh well, it is what yeah. It's work, you it's know. Work. Like oh, this is actually how I make my money, and exactly. it's work. So exactly. even though it's this is not work, but you know, we're kidding. But so she thought she was gonna get an opera singer, yes. And she ended up with a comedian, yes. Both of them work at night, yes. One gets paid more, and it's a classier world. You know what I mean? It's yes. like the opposite of the comedy world. But yes. It's, so, but but still, like there is this tremendous understanding of like, okay, you have to do this thing at night. And then we kind of, it sort of balances out. You kind of find your time together and then the time that you spend together is really special. Yeah. Well, I remember what I was going to say. It's like, I've been 10 years with my wife. I don't think I could, I could handle dating again. (laughs) I don't like. I'm okay. looking at what's happening today. I don't think that that's possible. All right. So you say okay. This is now, first of all, I'm fat and gross and like you know, it, gross. it's. I'm not gross, but I'm fat. 
when I look at myself, I'm like, ugh, you're gross. But when I look at women, I'm like, oh, I'm just fat. I could fuck you. I'm not fat. Like, I'm That's... able, I, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I carry it well. Yeah. The thing is that I've always been able, I've always been a very good pickup artist. I've always been able to get laid. It's never been a problem for me. But, but starting now and dating and getting to know people and what do you do and how do you do it? And I was like, God, it sounds like torture. I can't Look, imagine doing it now. It's funny you say it because um, because last night, uh, Sunny, you know Sunny? Sure. <sighs> I haven't seen Sunny. Sunny's been on the podcast um, and uh, I, I see him at the front and I'm like, how's your love life going? He's like, oh, I'm in a relationship now. It's been over a year. Like I should fucking know, right? Uh, but it's cool. And he's like, <laughs> he's like <laughs> sounded so angry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and i was like oh that's that's great it's still working out he's like yeah, yeah i'm a relationship guy i'm a relationship guy i'm like no you're in a relationship everyone's a relationship guy if they're in a good relationship for them like you're a relationship like there are guys who are like just single like if you find a good partner then you're a relationship guy oh yeah. no, no no but i'm a re- you know it takes work i'm like yeah mate of course but don't call yourself a relationship guy like you're putting yourself in this i'm angry like you're putting yourself in this different category to me because i'm single like i choose to be single because i choose not to find someone who's good for me in a relationship i was just like fuck i was I was really annoyed. <laughs> well, he is a relationship guy. <laughs> and, uh, but he also likes to end relationships. That's what the other problem is. Yeah, uh, yeah he, he left his marriage. He left his marriage and, you know, now he's in a new one. Yeah, right? now so, he's in a new Also, he's a relationship guy. A, I'm a relationship guy. I've had more relationships than him. Like, I've had long ones. Is, it's a this, competition. It's a seven-year cycle when you're in a relationship. You were together with your husband six years, right? No. How long? My cycles are two years. Two years, like two and a half to three years. Mm-hmm. Those are my cycles. Well, there's always, so the I found there's there's always a breaking point. There's a three month, a six month, a year and a half, a three year, mm-hmm. and then a seven year. Those are yeah. the 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 breaking points. Mine's, and then you yeah. start again. At, at, yeah, uh, you know, from se- and then I think I don't know what goes after seven. If it's another seven or it's an eight and a half or whatever. Yeah. But uh, because and then if you don't have kids after seven years, it's over you reckon no but there are people who don't want kids there are people that don't want kids but basically i I think that what ends up happening is that unless i mean it's very unique that you have someone that you're deeply in love and it's a romantic relationship forever and ever and it's one of these fucking titanic jack and rose things Mm. you just you you, like there's something else that needs to enter your dynamic Mm-hmm. in order for you guys because you guys are both changing so much and mm-hmm. you guys are both growing in your careers in different directions and so having a kid while it, it, it you know there are those babies that people have babies to try and save a marriage it's not that it's like the na- natural growth of a marriage yeah to bring someone else into it I think that maybe was the case for me that you're not gonna you know? fuck you're just gonna bring bring up well because some relationships, yeah. I think they start, they start, you know, they maybe open it up instead of having kids, or they sure. I mean, and, and they travel. I know, I know a couple that are very happy with each other, and they, yeah, they just after seven years, they had an open relationship. That's an open relationship. Yeah. And now he's got a girlfriend, and she's got a boyfriend. They all live together, and yeah, yeah. And, but they're still married. They're yeah. But they're and so, do they thing. all fuck together, or is it like? I don't think they all fuck together. It's just like they have they separate fuck, relationships. They fuck and yeah, then they, they fuck. Have, yeah. It's not just fuck. They have relationships with these yeah, other yeah, people. Okay, so it's proper polyamory. Yeah. That's interesting. I do you um do you think that there are people who are you know, like you were born polyamorous or you're born monogamous? 
like it because it's not just a set like it's like it's like sexuality and that you I, um, I think all people are born polyamorous and we choose to we choose to conform no i mean we live in a we live and thank god for that we live in in societies that are built around family structure why do you say thank god for that i mean i don't believe in god but i think it, because i think it's a very uh, family structure has been very good for the human race okay uh, and it's helped us come forward to a great degree like you know uh, when I, the, and when you you know when you look at, at, at chimps you know chimps are completely polyamorous and mm-hmm. the idea is that if you if you don't know which one is your son you're, everybody's going to take care of everybody sort of thing yeah um, so that's why a female gorilla will have many lovers and but ooh, ooh. exactly <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <That's> yeah. <laughs> Sorry if I busted. No, your no, no. Um, but I, when I, when you look at at the way that uh, the human race has come together, this family unit as a nucleus is kind of an extreme. Uh, it's been very reliable, and with the agricultural revolution, the mm-hmm. idea that you could have your own factory that you can rely on, mm-hmm. that can tend your land and keep you safe and help your family grow generation after generation after generation, it 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 makes sense because when we existed in tribes, mm-hmm. we would grow to about 150, then we would have to split off. But the second we settle down into mm-hmm. one place, well, then you don't have 150 people around that you can that you can rely on you only have the people that are directly related to you yeah so you know that's why people had so many kids so that they mm-hmm. could and also a lot more people died but mm-hmm. and so from then you know ten thousand years this family structure has helped us get to where we are today oh yeah and like stability means we could you know have um, mechanical kind of uh you know it's like developing tools and, and sure. yeah, well, the agricultural revolution and, yeah. is the you know the industrial that's, revolution is the yeah. natural outgrowth of the yeah. agricultural revolution and then yeah and so in terms it, of it took it took ten thousand years but but yeah, having that stability is what allows yeah. that kind of development. And, but and the, yeah, but you can still have stability, right? Like now, it's just different. Like the thing is, um, with with um, the agricultural um, revolution or yeah, industrialization, uh, that's where um, you know sort of power dynamics were established, and therefore you know the freedom of women changed in their place and blah 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 and so um then these kind of like love structures and social uh unit structures became important also just for control and but but now we're at this point where we've got st- like we've got grounded stability we all you know we live in one place mostly or actually and then now there's more mobility right because we've got the internet and mobile jobs and home office and whatever but yeah so i think like the structure of the family can change and that wouldn't give that wouldn't um hurt that would actually it wouldn't hurt um human evolution it would be uh it would just be moving forward with human evolution right and being becoming more flexible and i mean i definitely think that you know in the, over the last century things have gotten way more uh way more opportunity has been afforded to everybody in yeah, the last right? century than ever was before yeah. and that is a direct outcome of of uh the industrial revolution and the fact that the fact I mean, men and women are much more equal now because women can control their own reproduction, which yeah. is something that never existed before. I mean, if you go back before that, the most coveted thing a woman could have is a husband. Yeah. Well, for the big reason is that a husband would mean protection. Yeah. And a husband would mean a safe life. 
You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And, I, and kids would mean a guarantee that that husband would stay around and yeah. things like that. So love was a lot less uh, a significant you know, decision maker for yeah, many people. Yeah. It was just like, well, let's see if we can make this work sort of thing. Let's That's just like, survive. Yeah, it's literally that. Let's just survive. Yeah, yeah. Because life was so fucking miserable. Right. I mean, for the gross majority of the population, like 99.9% of the population, life was so miserable. Up yeah. until 200 years ago, it was, it was unbearable. Yeah, right. You know, I mean, and and just when I just think of the smells that people, the, the way people smelled, like right. they, didn't, they didn't bathe, they didn't brush their teeth, it was just terrible. I wonder, you know? I wonder, but I wonder if people's olfact, like olfactories, were less sensitive because everyone just fucking stunk like shit. You know, like well, the person who you fell in love with probably stunk as bad as you. Well, you 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 know, uh, they. It's not that they're biology was any different you just accept the world you're in exactly um but for example there was something called prima nocte for when you were a peasant you worked uh for a feudal lord Mm -hmm. the feudal lord uh would sleep with the bride on her first night it was called the first night the right of the first night who whose bride the peasant's bride Ah, so the peasant would get married but the first night she gets she she has to fuck fuck the lord the lord and the logic behind that was that well the lord was was first of all bathed mm-hmm. and elegant and taken care of and groomed that was their logic was that you know there was an ideal of like what a, so don giovanni for example the opera is basically the the hinge of that is he well there are many different storylines in there but don giovanni finds this peasant bride and he fucks her mm mm-hmm. mhm Don Giovanni is a lord? Oh, yeah. He's a peasant. Yeah, okay. He's a lord. Don. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and then uh, uh, some productions say he doesn't succeed. Some productions say he does, but it doesn't matter. Succeed at what? At sleeping with her. Oh, okay. The interesting thing about Don Giovanni is that through the whole opera, he actually doesn't get laid even once. And, but but he's supposed to be this amazing, magnificent lover of all these women. But uh, the idea that the, on the first night uh, a young girl could have sex with a clean person, uh, you know, because... It wouldn't be so that she gets impregnated by the yeah, Lord? Sure. Yeah. I mean, that's the that's the real reason. That's the yeah. <laughs> you know, also that he's a horny... But isn't that bastard. shitty that like, it, like she doesn't even get like to fuck her... Her, well, I guess she. There was no real love involved. It was probably just like a convenient match. But the problem is, she she starts with these high standards because she gets to fuck the lord. She the the lord fucks her, um, and so she starts with this really clean bathed guy, and, and then she then has to sleep with her shitty fucking peasant with husband. Terrible skin and yeah. these rashes and diseases and. Or bad it could be like a really hot guy. It that's could just be. Dirty. I mean, it happens. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the thing is, if you if you're really, and I'm sure you can relate to this, maybe. I'd say so I've noticed like when I'm attracted to someone there's something pheromonal like they can be sure. sweaty as fuck they can sure. and they can be stinky they can be like like you just don't like and I can the smell it just gets you of yeah course. and it's like I, I we have we haven't showered and I still find your smell attractive yep. like I uh, there uh, I, I remember I was uh, was when I was think 21 I fell in love with a girl just by smelling her I was just um, in love yeah for years yeah, like there's 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 a guy in Melbourne that I, I yeah, I like 
I, I knew, you know, you just know immediately when you're really into someone. Like, sure. there's something, the way they. There is such a thing as love at first sight. There is, because totally. it's. And it's not about just the, the thing is, it's called love at first sight, but it's like, it's the way they move, it's the chemicals that they're putting in the same air that you're in. It's, it's, it's all these little things. And then, yeah, his smell would just like, he, you know, he, he wore deodorant. We weren't in Germany, we were in Australia. <laughs> but like, the. <laughs> Why don't they wear fucking deodorant here? Dude, this, oh my God. When I was in Cologne just recently, I did a German open mic uh-huh. and, ah, the smells in this bar, it was it's like, brutal. I was like, this is, this should be elite. Like who, how you're in the entertainment business. How can you not know what deodorant, this is not okay. It's not. And this person lent their arm across me at no, one point. No. And I was already gasping. And you know when you're just so disgusted that oh. I, I get to a point where I can't even I can't even hot light. I'm just like I was just saying audibly, like, this is disgusting. I can't believe this has happened. Like and this person was right next to me. And then they did this. And the, I was I was so angry. Dude. Oh, it's the worst. It's the most offensive thing in the world. And it's it's just wrong. It's so selfish. It it's is. like it's fucking just bathe, just wash your pits for Christ's sake, wash your clothes. Like you can't smell that bad if you've showered that morning and you've put deodorant on and you're wearing a clean shirt. How clean hard sh- is that? It's three things. The thing is, you can only smell that bad if you are wearing a dirty, like dirty clothing. Like I think that's the main. People don't fucking wash well, their the clothes. Well, the other thing, it's not that they don't wash it; they also don't have dryers here. So they hang their clothes, mm-hmm. and their clothes don't, especially in the winter, they don't fully dry. Oh, you reckon? Okay. And then the clothes get sort of moldy mm-hmm. and gross. Mm-hmm. And then every time they wash their clothes, they get that same moldy grossness. Yeah. Or when they sweat in their clothes, the smells come out. Yeah. And also, they're just stinky fuckers. I mean, let's face it. Have you? The summertime in the Uban is just a disaster. I they will have this not. Cloth chairs, you know. I will. I will not do anything but ride my bike in <laughs> summer anymore because the Uban, the trains, it just makes me so, so angry. Like no matter how sweaty and how long the ride might be, it like on my bicycle, it's. Always preferable to the level of rage that I managed oh. to accumulate on the on the subway. It's just it's unbelievable. I, I was in shock because in New York the subway is stinky, but it's stinky from one homeless guy. <laughs> you know, whose smell literally can fill up the whole car. But the people are very clean. Yeah. Generally speaking, the people in New York are super clean. Yeah. Like yeah. that you shower every day, you're like they they have the hardcore deodorant in the states that's illegal here. Is it? Yeah, where you like uh, like Mitchum or something. It's like forty eight oh, yeah. hours. You don't like not a, not a single drop will fall. That's uh, that's good I, shit. That's what I bring. Air, I bring them over. Flight attendants should be using that stuff. I agree. Bus drivers, Listen, you know that Arm uh, and Hammer or uh, Old Spice. That stuff was good. Oh for yeah, Old Spice. I used to in Australia, but um, <laughs> yeah, I just uh, how did I get? Oh yeah, smelling people. Yeah, I started writing a song. Saying uh, like the, the the chorus is that uh, you smell like love to me, because <laughs> I think it's a thing. Like it's crazy. Like the smell just it's it's, it's a huge deciding it factor. It is one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How someone smells for sure. But I've been recently told that I sweat a lot by one of my lovers. And uh, do you sweat a lot? I guess I do. Like I don't think I sweat more than what's the average but i do like um like when i you know just riding in a 20 on 25 degree day 25 yeah when i stop i will be i will be wet for like a solid 10 mm. minutes afterwards and i'll keep producing it sure no i'm not 
I tell you what, it could be an age thing. Like people get sweatier as they get older. I don't. Sw- it could be. Mm. Like hormonal changes and things like that. Oh. I don't. I have never <laughs> been a big sweater. Um, I mean, I have plenty of big sweaters. So, <laughs> that was cute. Yeah, but uh, I've never. I've cute. never. But I also haven't ever been very active. So, mm. you know, I've never gone okay. on a bike ride for a 25 degree day. Is, so yeah. it's, I could be very sweaty. But I do sweat in bed, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. That's, that's sexy. That's fine. I don't understand. If anybody's got a problem with that, they should, they should, they should commit suicide. They should commit suicide. I don't think this person has a problem with it. They just, they just don't sweat. This person is from Iran. Mm. And so I'm wondering, that's why I mentioned the, the Middle Eastern thing. Because I'm just wondering, do people in the Middle East sweat less? Because there's just so much heat there. So they, they sweat differently. So they don't sweat as much. Maybe. I don't know. Okay. Maybe we need to get a scientist's opinion. I know that in the heat, I drink hot tea. Mm-hmm. Because that cools me down. Yeah, yeah, and you, yeah, yeah, yeah. My mum brought me up doing that as well, but I drink water. People get upset when I drink hot tea in the heat. Yeah, it doesn't make sense to get upset. That's a, that's a, India. They do that. In yeah, India, I learned it tea. from Lawrence of Arabia. Right, but yeah, yeah. I and you eat curry. And yeah, you, you know, you do these. And do you these sweat things. it out, and then you cool down. Exactly. Yeah. Have you had any group sex? No. Never, never. Well, group sex. one time. What was it? Uh, well. There were three of us there, two girls and myself, oh, yeah. and uh, and it was fun but strange. Why was it strange? Because we didn't really know who was in charge uh-huh. and who it was about. Yeah, three so, threes are awkward. So um, so like. Thinking about it in retrospect, if that ever happens to me again, which I doubt, um, like you got to choose. Okay, the person that they're the most scared about it. This has to be about them and about mm. them having fun, you know. Mm-hmm. And I should have been more in charge and less about me. Yeah. Okay. In the thing, and like it was also over way too quickly for me. <laughs> Like 20 minutes and I was like alright that's it oh fuck I guess oh I'll... no so, you couldn't like reload I could but then it was too late I did but it was it was just too late so the night continued with just, just the two one of, of us mm-hmm. yeah and then the other one had a, was like alright I guess I'm gonna go home they, they were they left before the night yeah which was fine yeah. So yeah. I don't know if you consider that. I guess yeah, that's, that's, a, yeah, a, that's, that's a, a group sex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, te- like okay, technically group sex is. is I feel five like this. Plus, anybody who's watching the... this is going to be so disgusted thinking of me fucking people. No, you've got such a low opinion of yourself. Chill. No I'm, way. I'm. I'm. But I, I'm. I, I have a very high opinion of myself. Uh, but, uh, but Why do you, mm-hmm. you don't think I have a high opinion? You think I have no, a no. I think you probably have a high opinion of yourself, but you do worry about what other people think about you having well just think about my big ass (laughs) up and down and they're seeing the folds of my fat and they're they're seeing this right now in their head well you're painting it for them yeah (laughs) it's pretty exciting right i look like there are people who like no it's not it's not a it's uh it's uh it's just the first place my mind goes to make fun of you're like the lizzo of the berlin comedy scene that's it there are people that are into it. Listen, why not? <laughs> I'm that bitch. You know? <laughs> Do you play the flute? That would be amazing. No, I play the harmonica. Oh, 
that's right. Do you have it with you? I do. <laughs> You're the Lizzo of the <laughs> stand up scene. Yeah, look, no, but the thing is, like, I, I, I'm not someone that's all like, uh, well, I, I think body positivity is important. I think, like, feel healthy and whatever. But there are people who like, you Big know, people. different types sure. of people. Like, I, I, I see my type and I'm like, Oof. you know, who would have thought? But, like, my type is not this, um, this, this, this stereotypical what society deems sure. to be attractive. I, I had like I think my type is very attractive. I think it's the best, but it's it's not this stereotypical thing. So you know there are different people that like different things. I don't have a type. Is that strange? And you know, and you've done the numbers game. So has the type never like filtered up to never. the top? No, no, I've never. <sighs> I've been in love with every kind of type. I've been in love with every kind of type, but mm. I have a type. Definitely don't have a type. No. That's big great. asses, little tits, big tits, smiles, noses, tall, short, uh, races. Mine's, I've had every race. Yeah, I've had a lot of races. Um, I've got a certain coloring and then usually a, a build. But I've got like a few different types, but I've got like one that's pretty consistent. Yeah. yeah. Never, never, oddly enough, never been with a Jew or a fat girl. Really? Yeah. No Jews, no fat girls? No. I think that's the name of the episode. <laughs> no Jews, no fatties. <laughs> Maybe it's just because I don't like myself. <laughs> yeah, I think it's what it is. People who are listening to this just are going to be so disgusted at thinking just, about I just me. want the opposite of me. Let me get like yeah. a uh, like a. But that's but that's my type as well. It's sure. kind of the opposite of me. It's like a usually darker coloring curly black hair like often uh yeah and 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 like quite um slight okay often i have other types as well but that's like that's quite a regular yeah no i can't can't say that i've had one one type of uh one type over another Mm. but uh that's just because i'm a good person Ah, (laughs) such a good person i am I'm i'm a good person i'm not racist at all Where's the where's the wildest place you've had sex? On a boat in Paris. On a boat in Paris. What on kind a barge. Of, it on was a barge. was yeah. It was a barge on oh, the Seine. A barge is like a like not quite a boat. Is a barge like a thing that? It was like an industrial boat. Yeah, that's what I thought. Like, yeah, to carry shit. And yeah. what happened was I met this girl in a cafe. I love how quickly you answered this. Yeah. Yeah, it was a strange place. I, I met this girl in a cafe. I had a score of Traviata, great opera. You should check it out mm. if it's your first. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, <laughs> and I had a score, and I was studying it. And this beautiful, I I didn't know she was Russian, but she was a Russian uh, girl who was there, and she was studying acting in Paris. And uh, yeah, we just hit it off and started talking, and like we had because I was only there for three days for an audition, and uh, this was my second day there, so we had Perfect. like a crazy afternoon, mm-hmm. evening, mm-hmm. What, night, what, what, and then yeah. we got on a. We were just like, well, this has got to happen. We were walking on the Seine, and she pulled me onto this boat, and we fucked on the boat. Was there was something amazing. covering you from the? We were public? inside a boat. You were inside the boat. Yeah, it was open. It was just open. It was just open. And was it on like a little like, on the floor? On the on the on floor. The floor. <laughs> just on the floor. Well, I was laying down, and you know, I'm I'm big enough, so it was. I don't know. I don't know the timestamp of your butt. But okay, you're saying yes, you I, were. I was. I, well, I was small than I am now, but not much. I mean, I'm a big guy anyway. So. 
You tall and broad. Yeah, so. But. Uh, so you lay down and she rode you. Oh, yeah. On the barge. Great. On the sand. It was great. And then she showed me her gun. Her gun? She had a gun. She had a gun. Yeah. What kind of gun? It was a pistol, like a snub nose revolver. In her handbag? Yeah. Wow. And I was like, why, why do you have that? She's like, well, Paris, you know. I just say a few words in Russian and they get scared. What the fuck? And it was loaded and she pointed it at me. And I was like, you're great. And then I saw her the next time I came to Paris and we had like a nice week together. And then I think she, uh, I went away and then I think I hadn't been in Paris in many years after that. And, uh, and she had gotten into a relationship and mm-hmm, was a nice girl, mm-hmm. you know. What, what, like, wow. That's Pretty wild, right? That's crazy. On like a barge. A, on it a wasn't barge. even a boat. Like, it was just like a, a, a rusted barge. Fuck yeah. I, I, I went on one of those. Have you done those little foot pedal, um, little boats? Yes. On the, I did that yesterday randomly with, um, with a guy that I'm seeing. And, um, very random. And of course, a guy that you're seeing. Of like, course, I know. Just a guy. It could have been just a guy. But no, it was the most, like, platonic hangout we've had. Anyway, we, uh, we were riding past one of those barges, and I was like, what do you think that thing does? And now I can imagine fucking on Me one. Me fucking on that boat. No, I want to well, fuck on a barge. Fuck, yeah, fuck on the barge. I want to fuck somewhere yeah. crazy. I haven't fucked anywhere crazy for a while. By the way, Paris at night is... is what, why? Super sexy, no? Well, here's the thing. New York at night, at least in New York, I know, I don't know what New York is like now, but New York, when I was there... It's such a safe city. You always mm. feel safe. There's mm-hmm. always police. There's always yes. people, right? Yes. If you're going on Rive Gauche in Paris at night, there are marauding hordes of young men. Yeah. And it's fucking terrifying. Yeah, I wouldn't go along there. Like, but I guess like in the, in the cute areas. Actually, yeah, Paris didn't feel that safe when I was it there at night It does not feel safe at night. It feels romantic at dusk. Yeah. That's when it feels No, bad. it's very romantic. And, you know, the sometimes whole time, you can, yeah. You know. But I was in Saint Germain when I met this mm-hmm, girl, mm-hmm. which is beautiful. I mean, it was like a fucking like a movie. It was Fuck great. Yeah. Oh my god! Mm. I'm looking forward to going to Paris because um, the last, the, the only time I've been, uh, I had a boyfriend at the time. He was somewhere else, and I was with my brother. So I want to fuck in Paris. Basically. Okay, that's the. I'm putting it out there. I'm gonna manifest. I'm gonna fuck in Paris. In gay Paris. In gay Paris. Uh, but not women, probably. No, like if one jumps into the mix, or maybe a woman with a penis, or maybe a woman with a penis, exactly. That's really a good place to find them. I, it, it could be. You know. Yeah, like you know, I much prefer, like I'd like to fuck a man and someone who identifies as a man. Sure. And that's what gets me excited, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I say I'd like to fuck a woman with a penis, but I guess it's more like if I ended up having a threesome with a woman again, which it will happen again. It'd be nice if she had a penis. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd like two dicks in the next threesome I have is what I'm sure. saying and one of them can belong to a, a, someone who identifies two as a dicks woman. four tits it doesn't exactly. get better than that exactly you know and like technically yeah, yeah exactly and still having it as a two girl one guy threesome but two dicks you know like everyone's happy what do we call this episode uh, I thought it was no Jews no fatties <laughs> yes <laughs> four tits two dicks four tits two dicks <laughs> One threesome, four tits, four tits two dicks. That's a good one too. A good name for a uh, for a special. Yeah, right. Yeah, and probably not very good for social media. Four tits two dicks, but you need to be like a duo. Maybe you and a uh, no, yeah. but even then, four tits. Well, we're four tits, we are two, two dicks. We are, we're two two tits two dicks. You're two tits, yeah, two you dicks, know. yeah. Because yeah, doesn't have titties. No. 
He was a chubby. He was fat. I can imagine. He no, was a fat he's, kid. You know, but you know, and he lost weight. Good for him. He looks. He looks like. You know, I've I've dated enough men who were fat when they were a kid. You know, like he looks like he. He looks like he was a fat kid. Yeah. He's nice, like a fat kid. He what, like a fat kid? He's nice. He's like nice, a like a fat kid. kid. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was a bit chubby. You were, but I was never fat. No. No, I was chubby. I just always had big cheeks. Mm. And I'm I've yeah, never cheeky. I'm cheeky, but I've never been like skinny either. So it was like just that I was a little bit. You know, I, I've always. But had you're a, in good shape now. You're always, skinny. But I've always had. But I, like, I'm I'm not like a skinny person. No, you know not. that's the thing. Like I've always had roundness. That's good though. It's, it is what it is. I mean, I don't have a type, but. Uh... <laughs> but it's it's uh, all I'm saying is like yeah, I've never been skinny, but so there's been periods where it's like I'm a little bit, a little bit chubby, but never fat. No. Yeah. No. No. Well, no. I've been skinny once. You mean skinny once? Yeah, when I was uh, 21, I lost all the weight, and then. Slowly but surely, it comes how, back. how did you lose all the weight? Was it over depression over, or no, no? I uh, I did uh, I just decided to do it. Okay. And uh, I ate a very specific, particular diet, uh-huh. just very strict, three meals a day and two snacks, and I exercised forty five minutes a day. And what do you know? Okay. It worked. It worked. Yeah, in eight months, I lost like I don't know what it is in kilo, but I lost probably like fifty kilo. Wow. In a year. Wow. And so then... Did you lose a lot of joy as well? Yes. I yeah. was really unhappy. Yeah. Yeah, like I... I like I'm, I think And I I'm eat... a happy man. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, like... I have a short temper. <laughs> That's... Yeah, they, they don't exclude each other. But I... Yeah, I... I... Yeah, like the thing is you could be really skinny. Like people can be really skinny, but it's like I really enjoy eating that. And I really enjoy drinking that. And I of really, course. you know, like, the it's, amount of pressure. I mean, I don't like the, that it's very unhealthy, but. Uh, I'm becoming self conscious. Don't. No, no, no. I, I like know, you my body. Touch yourself. I enjoy it. I should touch myself. Yeah. Um, okay, let's, um, let's do some final, okay, some final, final things. So, like, um, any, anything that you thought of on the adults only spectrum that you'd like to bring up? We've got no, we're not in a hurry. Anything on Anything. the adults-only spectrum that I want to bring up? Yeah, is there any topic that you think would... Well, I don't know if I should... Okay, there was one time I said the N-word on stage, and you were very... I could see <laughs> you in the audience, you were like, why did you do that? <laughs> yes. You were so upset, I could see the disappointment in your face. Yeah. You were so... And I had a feeling like that's why you want to talk to me, really. No. 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 No, but that's just my own thing. Okay. Yeah, that's okay. that's your thing. I yeah. um I I really like um the thing is like you're from the states, so for me like for a lot of Europeans who drop the N word that are like that aren't um of African descent, I I like Europeans. It's like all right, you're so far removed mm. from why this is not okay that i give it a little bit of like a mm, ignorant leeway it's like the number of times i'm like yeah i speak japanese and they're like you speak chinese just so far removed sure. from um from that part of the world and so i i'm a little bit more they're just ignorant exactly it's just malicious it's, it's, it's very yeah whereas you know you're from new york and for you to drop it and and you're doing it in a joke and i understand that it was a joke thing but it's like I just, I just don't see it as, uh, like I love to say in my own little space with private people, the F word. 
I think faggot is extremely funny. And the sure. thing is, like, I'm, and I just said it, but I, you know. I, I the, say it on stage all the time. I sing a whole song about it. <laughs> but the thing is, like, I, I say it less scared because it's like, well, I have had sex with women. Sure. And I will continue to be open to that. And so well, I can I've absolutely. I've had sex with black people, too. <laughs> but but having sex with black people doesn't make you a black person of course not. having sex with women does yes, make does. me homosexual and so faggot is a word for a just you know prejudice word for I, I know you don't need me to explain that but just to flesh out the idea it's just you know it's a it's a derogatory term for people that are homosexual so sure. because i i can be um i can definitely uh, be identified as that i i will use it but i don't like using it in spaces that are outside my my um close friendship circle like a punch-up for example the other day i really wanted to shout out faggot mm-hmm. and i didn't because i was like i don't want because people don't know who i am and what my position is here i don't want to i don't want to hurt anyone because it is it is upsetting now so but the the n-word i will just never i will just never sure never never it's uh i i I was thinking a lot about it and i i don't know if i can say that i regret saying it or not i said to myself look there's no one here that's going to be offended by this right now so maybe i'm a coward which is very possible um and uh whether it's right or wrong to say, it's wrong it's a it's a bad word to say but what's interesting to me is that the the word itself um it's has a lot of different powers mm-hmm. right it's a magic word it is a magic it's a word, word that you know the reason that i can't say it mm-hmm is because is is a black person's power over me mm-hmm. right that community was so powerless for so long mm-hmm. that now they have this word and the second that i say it i've taken away their power mm-hmm. but the, in in you know in uh in uh, metaphorically speaking but actually i haven't taken away their power at all and if me saying a word takes away their power, what kind of power is that anyway? Mm-hmm. Sort of thing. Mm-hmm. In this particular case, um, the joke I made was uh, was referring to the Will Smith and Chris Rock thing. Yeah. And I grew up in a place where that word was used all the time. Yeah. I grew up with with another derogative Guidos, you know, mm-hmm. in, in New York. There in were, Australia, it's Wogs. Wogs. Mm. So there were no. There were no black people around, and that word was used all the time. Yeah, um, and uh, and so it, it it was interesting to me to see what happened and immediately think of that word. Yeah, which you know I I so, so, I, I, see, I, sir, I I believe that everybody is racist, uh, and it's what you do with that that makes you a real racist or not. But underlying, it's part of our biology to have stereotypical tribal kind of pre uh, prejudicial opinions about groups of people and different people definitely and whether you can keep that in check is whether you're a racist or you're not absolutely so it was interesting to me that that's the first thing that came in my head the first thing that came into your head was regarding chris rock and will smith the first thing that came into your head was i saw the slap and i said fucking mm." fucking okay mm -hmm. right and that's the thing that came in, and that's the thing that was like, wow, that's fucking crazy. That's how the, ingrained, yeah, how thought. ingrained is it in my head? On the other hand, I will say that that I saw, like I lived in Harlem 
for a long time, I lived in Brooklyn, I lived in New York, and I lived with black people a lot. Yeah. I saw that shit happen all the time. All the time. You mean violence against black Two black dudes, two black dudes getting into something, and one guy beating the shit out of another one. Yeah. And when I got into someone's face, and that happens to me a lot because I have a short temper, mm. it never went that way. With a with a black dude, it went plenty of ways with with a white dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where I got okay. into a, a fight or whatever. But you but, never had fights with with black dudes, as well. No, said. and there is a. I'm sure there is a racial component there where they're like, ah, a white guy and a black guy, and if we get in trouble, then I'm yeah. gonna be the one that gets fucked and whatever. Absolutely. Um, but but that that visual of two black dudes fighting mm. was was such a part of my fundamental growing up. In America, yeah, and so therefore it's. And I'm not. I'm not apologizing for. I'm not making excuses for saying the N word. I'm also not apologizing for saying the N word. But uh, but uh, and there's a reason I'm saying the N word now and not the actual word. Um, Thank you. Yes. (laughs) Thank you. Um, But by the way, I have I have lots of black friends. I have black (laughs) friends, some of which have no problem with me us saying it in a group yeah, yeah and yeah. some black friends that it well, you know it would hurt them immensely yeah 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 and for them it's very a, a very sore subject and so you know yeah. just the same way you wouldn't call someone who's sensitive about their weight a fucking fat fuck the yeah. same it's a way that you could call me a fat fuck and it wouldn't bother me yep. you know what i mean yep yep totally I can kind of uh you, you can be subjective about how you use your language yeah i i guess it's just yeah for for you say it on i guess that anecdote like that that anecdote of the the first thing you thought of that that you know it's funny and it's and, and but i think like the best audience for that is probably your black friends who you can say that word in front of and Ooh. not necessarily a, a room full of european um you know non-black people i did say it actually to the black friends that that mm-hmm. are okay yeah with it. yeah and they laughed exactly you know and i think I mean? and i think that's and i guess it's about audience and it's about the appropriateness of the audience and in that moment uh, when you did it, when I was there, it was like I saw so much like, I, yeah, so, oh God, yeah, and I think that's so why, that's why you did it. You did it as well because you wanted well, to I see. I wanted to try. I'm you like, wanted to now see is it time to yeah. try? Now is the time to try. Yeah, and you did it, and I think, and I and I could also understand like just that that feeling of like I'm not allowed to do this thing, but then there's the there's the after thing of going okay, actually, you know, and seeing everyone's reaction, and it's not the everyone's reaction is always right but that there you know there is there is an audience for those things and yeah if you've got this group of people that you can say that like you can use that word in front of and they have ownership of that word too yes but to a room full of of europeans who don't who don't get where you've come from and don't know you know and a lot of them just they don't well yeah yeah. there's all yeah there's almost there's only so much you can relay through one joke and one experience yeah i mean and I don't know. I, I if I uh, I don't know going back if I would do it again. Probably I would do it again. I going forward like if uh, if this was it wasn't a very smart thing to say mm. or what it wasn't a very wasn't there was just something that occurred to me. Yeah. And if there was something more interesting there, I would talk about it. Yeah, and I think I think it's it's all about the <laughs> classic Anna comment, but it's all about the messaging and it's all about <laughs> like what are you achieving with this? 
And with the, whenever you're doing something that is potentially offensive, that whole contextualizing it so people know as much as possible about what your perspective is. Like, like I've got the joke about eating pussy being like um, eating sushi in a Vietnamese restaurant or about like wanting to be bisexual. And I had a, a very, you know, politically active, you know, queer spokesperson be like, mm, you talking about wanting to be bisexual is really offensive. And it's like, well, uh, uh, you're suggesting that you can choose it and you can, and that you haven't felt any discrimination, you know, you haven't been discriminated against. And it's like, well, and so, <laughs> and so I was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to take this on. And so I've written this, uh, I wrote this one sentence that changes the whole way that joke is received by queer audiences. And that's the sentence of, you know, I tried, I wanted to be bisexual so much because regular hetero slut shaming wasn't enough. I wanted to experience homophobia too. And just by acknowledging the fact that there is discrimination, acknowledging the fact that I've got my own pain as well, acknowledging all of that stuff, all of a sudden I'm not, I'm not ridiculing or belittling, um, you know, different types of sexuality or yeah, I'm not making. And so like if there, if you, if this is something that, yeah, you want to develop it, I guess it's just writing in there your special perspective and how you're not actually taking away someone's power. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it is. If I say that word, it is taking away someone's power. It is. And so, I mean, uh, so-called power. Yeah, you well. You know what I mean? It's uh, arguable whether that word is uh, a power that that community has or it's a weakness. Yeah, well, I think it's, yeah, I'd say it's more of a... You know, for, yeah. uh, if, if I have power over you by getting you not to say something... Mm. Um, then that is a certain kind of power, but it's also a sensorial kind of mm-hmm. kind of power that actually doesn't give you anything. It doesn't yeah. make you you any stronger by shutting down someone's speech. Sure, but at the same time, it's like that word was you know the white person's word. Sure, and it's a re- reclamation. There's no doubt about it that it's that it's it's extremely hurtful and painful. Yeah, but yeah, just in the in the sense of like um, it's just a word that like. If and they, by the if way, they could eradicate it. Like, and by the way, I would not. I don't think I would. I mean, mm. you, you never know. I, I don't think I would ever call someone that mm. in a in a derogatory sense, yeah. or even a friendly sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, you know. But you know, the world changes. But then, then you're, there are Europeans who are so confused and so ignorant that I've sure. met Italians who are like, "What's up, my?" And it's like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa." Sure. You were. What are you thinking? <laughs> well, I called someone a, a, a Meshuggah the other day. And, a, a what? A meshugana. A meshugana. What's a meshugana? A meshugana is a Yiddish word for, for crazy. Ah, okay. So that's meshugana. what what I start calling Jews. Ah, uh-huh, meshuganas. Yeah. What's is up? that what's up, meshugana? Meshugana. And and someone heard it and they got really upset. They spoke. They speak Hebrew. They, well, it just sounds a little bit too much. So they thought I said the meshugana. other thing. Oh, uh, uh, well, that's the same as the German word, the digger. Another Oof. one. Yeah, digger. That's a that's a that's problematic. All problematic. Right. All right. Very problematic. Let's wrap this up. This has been super fun. Um, can you uh, plug no, plug your stuff? Uh, yeah, follow us at Two Jews Comedy for all sorts of uh, Jewy goodness and other stuff. Uh, and that's on Instagram and uh, Facebook and all the socials. And uh, we're doing lots of shows all around Europe. My partner and I. We have a we have a group called Two Jews. When I say we, he's, he's not here. I know it's strange, but uh, um, but uh, we're doing shows all across Europe, Vienna, Prague, Hamburg, uh, and uh, and we're going to be coming all over Scandinavia. You're um, going to be coming all over it. Well, we're going to be coming on Scandinavia. Yeah. You know, don't tell my wife. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's it. Amazing. I should get AL on the next one. Yeah. 
Get him. It's going to be a very short conversation. (laughs) It'll be fun. No, but for instance, talk to him about Israel and Palestine. Exactly. It would be really interesting. And also about, yeah, Because he's got a lot to say and he's a very good debater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And also we had our, um, speaking of being offended by jokes, one of his uh, songs, um, I've had strong words with him. You know, just like, you know, deep words with him about it. Good. And and it'd be nice to maybe bring that up on the podcast as well. Yeah, get him on. Yeah. For sure. Cool. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's on. been such a fucking pleasure. Yeah. Uh, that has been Adults Only Comedy Berlin. Uh, AF Barros is the Instagram you need to follow. Uh, see you next time. Thank you so much. Goodbye.